I know you're the leader service, so maybe you had a relaxing morning, but I would imagine that there were some of you rushing around to get ready to get here on time, and once you were here, you greeted a few people, you sat down, got yourself situated, and then you just took a deep breath. Let's do that right now. Let's take a deep breath and then let it out. Sometimes when we do that, we say, ah. So let's take a deep breath and then let it out with an ah. Here we go. <sighs> feel better? <laughs> a deep breath or several sighs is the body's natural resetter of the nervous system, even in a tense moment, especially in a tense moment. When I get nervous, I often stop breathing and then I take a deep breath and sigh. And Pastor Andy will tell you that many times on a Sunday morning, I'll sit there and do that and he'll say, breathe. And yes, even though I've been doing this for years, I still get nervous. Sometimes when we are weary in body, mind, and spirit, or overwhelmed or uncertain about the future, we sigh a lot. But then sometimes something happens and we feel God's presence. We don't know what lies ahead, but we know that we can trust God to give us exactly what we need when we need it. We know there are many reasons we suffer and or are in pain. As Christians, we know that God will take care of us, but sometimes we just want to cry out, how long, God, how long is this going to last? Often when we are in pain, we turn inward and we suffer alone. We try to deal with the problem or the situation by ourselves and then maybe we reach out to someone else, but oftentimes we don't. We just wanna keep it in. We don't wanna let somebody else know. And then when all else fails, we cry out to God. To be human is to have loss and grief and suffering, but through it all, God gives us strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. As we sing in the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. What a wonderful promise we have in Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. These are tremendous words of comfort for us all. I'd like you to listen to them again. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below is able to, will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nothing. The scripture is telling us that we don't have to suffer alone. We have other people to help us, but most important, we have the Holy Spirit who will pray for us and we have a God who works all things together for good for those who love the Lord and are called for his purpose. Sometimes we are the cause of our own pain, some sufferings caused by our own actions, 
or it's a consequence of our actions. People hurt one another, and sometimes they do it on purpose, and some do it because of carelessness or error on their part, such as causing an accident where someone is injured or perhaps even dies. Other suffering is a result of nature, such as floods and earthquakes, tornadoes, things that are beyond our control. The eighth chapter of Romans offers words of comfort and reassurance to us all, especially when life feels overwhelming. Sometimes our fear and our frustrations come not only from our personal lives, but from the circumstances of the world around us. I'd like to ask you a few questions, and I do hope that some of you are willing to answer out loud, but if not, I hope that you will at least spend some time thinking about them. Not a whole lot of time right now, but in the days and weeks to come. What is the most difficult moment you have had in the past week? What's the most difficult moment you've ever had with someone else? Maybe it was recently or perhaps a long time ago, maybe a family member or a coworker or a neighbor. You ever have a time when you've just had a difficult time with someone? What's the most difficult moment or moments you have ever had? What's the most difficult situation you're facing right now? What are you doing about it? How are you praying about it? Well, you may not have said anything out loud, but you can raise your hand. So raise your hand if you've ever been in a time or a situation when you did not know what to pray or how to pray. We can pretty much all say that, I would imagine. We've all had difficult situations in our lives or times when we have suffered. Some of you are suffering right now. The first verse of our scripture this morning says, and the Holy Spirit prays with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. In many translations, it reads, sighs too deep for words. And the next verse says, and the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Did you hear that? The Holy Spirit will pray for us when we don't know what to say or how to pray. He pleads for us according to God's will for us. Last Sunday was Trinity Sunday. Pastor Andy preached about the Trinity, the three persons yet one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When we're upset and we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for us. The next verse offers us even more assurance and hope. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Someone else wrote, God makes all things work together for good with those who love him. I would imagine that most of us, if not all of us, have had times when we didn't know what to pray. We may have started 
Jesus. And then we just don't know how to continue. We have no idea what to say or where to begin. Those are the moments when scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit will intercede for us with sighs too deep for words. He will supply the words that we cannot find ourselves. William Barclay explained why we cannot pray as we ought. He wrote, first, we cannot pray aright because we cannot see the future. We cannot see a year or even an hour ahead, and we may well pray, therefore, to be saved from things which are for our good. Or we may well pray for things which would be to our ultimate harm. Second, we cannot pray aright because in any given situation, we do not know what is best for us. We are often in the position of children who want something which would be bound only to hurt them. And God's often in the position of parents who have to refuse their children's request or compel them to do something they don't want to do because the parents know what is good for them far better than the children themselves. We do not know God's plan. All that we can bring to God is an inarticulate sigh, which the Spirit will translate to God for us, and that gives us hope. How comforting it is to know that there is hope when everything else is falling apart. We are not alone. God is present in our greatest need and hears us when we don't know what to say. Theologian and Gaither Bible study author Audrey West writes about this passage. She says, for Paul, hope is not pie-in-the-sky optimism that disavows the reality of sin and suffering, as if one simply needed to stop worrying and just be happy. True hope is born out of the assurance that what we see and experience, the groaning reality all around us, is not the end of the story. This is the hope as the woman in labor hopes, breathing through the pain, holding tight to her companion, looking ahead to what cannot yet be seen, trusting that a time will come when this pain is but a memory. And for all of those of you who have had children, you know how difficult labor is, but once you hold that baby in your arms, you forget about the pain that came before. God is concerned about the trials of his people. Jesus groaned when he saw how sin was affecting so many people. And today, the Holy Spirit groans with us and feels the burdens of our weakness and our suffering. The Holy Spirit doesn't merely groan. He prays for us. He prays for us to seek God's will. We sigh and perhaps groan about a lot of things. Because of our weakness, we do not know what to pray, but the prayers we ought to offer are offered for us by the Holy Spirit. God is always at work. His plan is for our good and his glory. God is for us. Warren Wiersbe wrote, we do not need to fear the past, present, or future because we are secure in the love of Christ. And even when we are going through difficult times, God is for us. God wants the best for us, even 
when we must go through trials to receive his best. The New Testament scholar C.H. Dodd defines prayer in this way. Prayer is the divine in us appealing to the divine above us. I'm gonna say that one more time. Prayer is the divine in us appealing to the divine above us. Maybe this little story will help you understand suffering better. M.R. Dean in Broken Things wrote the following. A little piece of wood complained bitterly because its owner kept whittling away at it, cutting it, filling it with holes. But the one who was cutting it so remorselessly paid no attention to its complaint. He was making a flute out of that piece of ebony, and it was, he was too wise to desist from doing so, even though the wood complained bitterly. He seemed to say, little piece of wood, without these holes, all, all this cutting, you would be a black stick forever just a useless piece of ebony. What I am doing now will make you think that I am destroying you, but instead I will change you into a flute and your sweet music will charm the souls of men and women and comfort many a sorrowing heart. My cutting is you, is the making of you, for only thus can you be a blessing to the world. We need to trust that whatever God is working in us during those times when we seem frustrated or hopeless or upset, that he's going to be turning it into something beautiful. Jesus' suffering and death brought victory over death as well as new life, hope, and possibility. And without Jesus' suffering, we would all be lost. Friends, even though we don't understand what we have to go through and why we go through some of the things we do, we just need to trust that God is working all things out for good to give us hope and a future. Even when I was caring for my husband 27, 24-7 for a year when he had brain cancer, I could feel God preparing me and blessing me and helping me be there for others who are going through trials. He sent so many angels to help us. It definitely you know, was not an easy time, but God was with, it, with us through all of it. He doesn't keep us from the difficulties of life because we need them for our spiritual growth. However, he walks with us through them, and when necessary, he just picks us up and carries us. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Sighs too deep for words release our stress. But knowing the Holy Spirit prays for us, that Jesus loves us so much that he died for us, and that God watches over us, gives us rest for our souls, and helps us through the pain and suffering, we can be comforted. 
sighs too deep for words also happen during wonderful moments in our lives. They can happen when, they, when we hold that baby in our arms or when after maybe weeks and months or even years of really working hard for something, you finally accomplish your goal. Or maybe it was when you had a very difficult day and someone you love wrapped his or her arms around you and tenderly gave you a hug. God is with you in all of those moments too. I think the most amazing sigh that we will ever take is when we transition from our earthly life to our heavenly life and God just reaches out his arms and says, welcome home. What a deep sigh of relief and joy that will be. Among the most meaningful words of scripture are the last two verses of Romans 8. And I'd like to read them one more time in a different translation. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels can't and the demons can't. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we're high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. William Barclay explains it this way. Here is a vision to take away all loneliness and all fear. Paul is saying, you can think of every terrifying thing that this or any other world can produce. Not one of them is able to separate the Christian from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, Lord of every terror and master of every world. Of what then shall we be afraid? When you are at a loss for words to pray, the perfect prayer is simply, Father, into your hands commend my spirit. Not my will, but yours be done. We can be assured that God hears our sighs. We are either suffering now or we will suffer at some point, but we can face each moment and each day knowing God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit watching over us, directing us, praying for us, and reassuring us and keeping us in his loving care. God's working all things out for our good, and we can be assured that one day all pain will be removed forever when God calls us home for all of eternity. Thanks be to God for his concern and his promises for all of us. Amen.